Good morning, Australia, wherever you might be. Welcome to our Thursday together. Incredible scenes yesterday at Inglis for the end of the Easter sale, but also on the weather front. The rain has absolutely dumped down, particularly at Ramwick in the last 24 hours. Up until an hour ago, there was 137 mil that had been rained on on the top of Ramwick. There's going to be more because the continued heavy rain is falling. They're going to do another update for us any tick of the clock. Mark Van Gestel, the Chief Steward for Racing New South Wales, has been out there this morning. They are concerned in an area around the 1,000-metre shoot area. Uh, There is a dam at the back of the track, and with all the rain that has fallen, that has lifted so much that there is now water coming across from the dam, across the course proper, And that is obviously of great concern. They are going to continue to monitor it. There's going to be more heavy rain today. Tomorrow's forecast is a lot less, but the damage could have been done. So it's a case of monitoring that. It's a heavy 10, obviously, of what I've just described you. They're just going to make a a call you would feel on this over the next 24, 36 hours on what they can do. The general view I'm getting is that they don't want to go back a week and run it on Easter weekend. But who knows? You know, Do they look at Newcastle again to run the second day of the championships? Those decisions will be made by Racing New South Wales. So this morning, we're just going to act like it's on, and then we'll just work through that over the next period. Dean Evans is joining us from winningedgeinvestments.com. Morning to you, Dean. And Dean is coming online. I reckon you might have to unmute yourself, Dean. Uh, morning to you, Dean. No, we've got you. Can morning, you Dean. Me? I've got you, Dean. Good morning. Good Can morning. Can you hear me now, Andrew? I've got you loud and clear, Dean. Welcome to the program, mate. And uh, we're in the weather gods again. Yeah, today, uh, yeah, today, insane. 60 to 110 millimetres forecast. And then for day today another twenty to thirty tomorrow and and um and eight to fifteen on Saturday so very wet and, and as you say that that dam situation a bit of a concern um but yeah I guess I guess the meeting is at some risk at the moment you would think so but uh, as we sit here we've just got to act like it's on and Ray Hickson's joining us from Racing New South Wales welcome Ray. Okay, Ray's not there. Uh, We'll just try and get him into the system. So, Dean, we'll come to you, and let's start looking at this Queen Elizabeth. Uh, It's the big feature race on the weekend. I guess the big question here is that we turn up on a heavy 10, is that very elegant. Can it rebound on the the likes of Modophilia and the others, like Jewess now setting itself on the scene? Yeah, well, what a... What an absolutely incredible field we have here, you know, just for any racing fan. I'm hearing. Such, such an exciting field, uh, you know, very elegant. The, the Melbourne Cup winner, uh, you know, in here with, with Zaki, who's won a, a Dooman Cup and under with a McKinnon and an All-Star Mile now. Jouet, he's been so impressive winning the Australian Cup and the Tancred. Uh, Montefilia, who, who beat very elegant last start. And, and Animo, who you know has beaten the nose in the Cox Plate and then has just come out and won a Rose all getting his by seven lengths. You know, it's... It's a red, red hot field. Um, you know, I think Zaki will wanting to be wanting to be dominating up front. You've got sort of Dallasan and Mount Popper will be sort of right there on on his hammer um, and think it over handy too. Um, Ryan Thunderstruck, Animo and, and Montefilia probably be in, in sort of the next group. And then you've got 
you know, the quality of very elegant and Jouet out the back stalking them. So it's, um, you know, it's certainly a very, very exciting race. I do, I do think, uh, you know, Waller has, has proven to be the master at, you know, peaking them on the right day. And, and although, uh, um, although very elegant couldn't sort of run down Montefilia last start at, at Rose Hill on that sticky track, I think, you know, the, the, the Randwick heavies are, a different beast again, and and I do think it suits very elegant better. Um, you know, two thousand meters on this quagmire will be more like, uh, you know, twenty two or twenty four anyway. And and uh, you know, I do think very elegant's a very deserved favourite. Yeah, right now three dollars twenty at bet three six five. Zaki at four eighty. Due at five, and Animo is at five. Montefilia, who won the Rand Vet at nine. Ray Hickson's joining us from Racing New South Wales. Ray. Uh, what a race it's going to be. Hopefully, um, you know, it'll be on heavy ground for sure if it's run on Saturday, but the quality is just simply stunning. Yeah, good day, Andrew. Uh, technical difficulties again there. Yeah, sorry. Look, it's an amazing field. Um, look, it really does come down to what happens with that water, I guess, at that at that point of concern at Ramwick at the moment, and we're not really going to know that for another 24 hours or so, but... Uh, as you were saying, that it's it's going to be a real test, um, and you know horses like very maybe maybe the fact that Jewess has had the run at twenty four hundred meters is going to come into play. Well, it's interesting that the market has switched a couple of these uh, around. Uh, Dewey is certainly one that has tightened up a little bit into that five dollar quote. As it stands right now, Ray, what's your overview on it? Uh, given that we're let's just say we're racing Saturday and we're on heavy ground. What are you thinking? Well, just looking down the field, I think that um, I've got to have a question mark over Zaki on the, the very heavy, very heavy 10. Um, only for the fact that we haven't seen him on it. Um, he has really not been exposed to it at all. And even, even overseas, he's had a couple of soft track runs, but we don't really know how that compares to a, to a heavy 10. Um, but at the same time, what's he done wrong? So it, it's it's going to be an interesting battle for punters there trying to work out what to do with Zaki. Do we back the fact that he's one of the best horses in the country and that he will handle it? Or do we take him on? So that, that's, that's an interesting one. It seems like he's being taken on just a little bit with Very Elegant being the one who's firming. Uh, I'm thunderstruck on the on the, the backup from the Doncaster. That's got to help him. Um, I don't think Mount Popper can win. Dallas San... Probably not. Very elegant is, as you say, the interesting one. The Rose Hill heavy is very different to the Ramwick heavy, as Dean said, and she's proved that she absolutely loves the Ramwick heavy. Not that she can't get through it at Rose Hill, but um, it just seems these middle distance horses seem to be able to get a grip on the Ramwick track when it's heavy, as opposed to the Rose Hill one, which tends to be a little bit more on the shifty side. So you're not going to find me knocking very elegant. As I said, Jewess, the fact that she's had that hard run at twenty, well, not, had that run at twenty four hundred meters, didn't look like it was very hard. Um, she she picked them up quite easily, uh, and the fact that it was only twelve days prior to the scheduled running of this race, or thirteen days, it's um, got to stand her in great stead. And I really don't know, I really don't know what to do with Animo, guys. Um, six six lengths win in the Roseville Guineas looks wonderful to the eye. Um, we know he handles a Ramwick heavy. It's just a matter of whether that three-year-old form is going to measure up this autumn. I mean, he ran second in the Cox Plate as a spring three-year-old, so that's got to be um, worthy of plenty of respect for him. But 
Yeah, it's, it's just a fascinating race. There's so many angles. and I didn't really even mention Montefilia there, who easily beat very elegant last start. Well, I was just going to bring that up uh, with Montefilia, uh, who wins the Ranvet, uh, Dean Evans. And uh, because I think it's trained by David Payne, David doesn't go out of his way. You know, uh, we had him on earlier in the week, but he doesn't do a lot of interviews. So she just sort of quietly just goes about it. Should we be ruling her out at the moment? No, absolutely not. I've got uh, fairly similar thoughts to, to Ray here. You know, I've got very elegant on top and, and Zaki is the danger. And, you know, he's right that that heavy, very heavy track is probably the, the unknown with, with Zaki. But, you know, I've got Montefilia, a pretty pretty clear third pick. I think, uh, you know, you take her, her win against very elegant last out on, on face value. Um, you know, she's very suited to the conditions. I do think 2,000 metres is her, her peak distance. Uh, she did win the, the Metrop over 2,400, but I think that sort of sees her out at, at the top level. Um, you know, the wet track does does bring her into contention and, and she's a she's a really genuine, uh, genuine chance. Um, you know, I, I think very elegant and and, uh, and Zaki will be absolutely at their top and their peak for this. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, Montefilli is a, a very clear danger. And with, with Hugh Bowman aboard, um, you know, she's she's a really strong, genuine chance. OK, so give us your th- opinions then on uh, I, I'm going to go with Jewis because I think that's what uh, Edward says, but I'll go. I'm, I'm happy to go with someone that can absolutely tell me. But you haven't. Have you? Have you got her in the mix, or do you think that she has to go to an absolute next level to have any hope here, Dean? Yeah, it's a you know it's a funny thing to say when she's won the, an Australian Cup and a Tancred, but she's she's going up in class here. You know, the the, the Tancred win was was very impressive. Um, but, you know, Spanish Mission wasn't really in the race. It tailed off last. Think It Over doesn't handle the wet. So she's at the end of the day, she's gone ahead and beaten, um, you know, Stockman and, and the chosen one that are the handicappers. Um, and the Australian Cup field wasn't overly strong either. Um, so I do think she has to, to take another level here. Um, you know, I think she can certainly measure up and she's absolutely flying. But for me, at, at $5, um, you know, I've got her rated fourth. It's not as though I don't think that she can win, but I just I do think um, uh, I'm going to be betting around her, uh, you know, with the step up in class. Um, and, and, and same with Animo. I'm just I'm just betting around him. You know, he, he got 49 and a half in a, in a Cox Plate, but he has to come here now with 55 and a half. Um, his, his Rose Hill Guineas win on times. You know, on, on raw times, rated you know almost ten points lower than mm. than the Montefilia very elegant race uh, and four and a half points, um, you know, weight adjusted. So it it was very slow time. They absolutely walked early, um, and and so I'm just having to risk, uh, you know, Animo as well here and and focus you know my attention mainly on very elegant and and Zaki is the clear top two, and I, and I think Montefilia is the uh, the one who can be sort of the knockout. Okay, so numbers six, two, and eight. Have you locked away your top tip there, Ray? Not quite, but um, I, I, look, I do have Juas in the mix simply because yes, she does have to go up in class. Funny, funny as we funny to say after two Group One wins in a row. But <laughs> you take a line on the Chipping Norton, where that, while it was over a mile, she probably should have won that race uh, against Very Elegant on the heavy ten at Randwick. So that's that's a pretty good pointer um, heading into this race. She's coming into it absolutely airborne. Um, and like I said, with that 2,400-metre run less than two weeks ago, she's got to be absolute peak fitness, no questions. Um, so she's got to be a big chance. You, 
very elegant in the mix. Montefilia is definitely in the mix. And like I said, I'm not really worked out what I'm doing with Zaki and Animo yet. I, I think obviously those are the five main chances. Wouldn't shock me if I'm Thunderstruck, got himself into the placings. Because I've got to remember in last year's race, uh, Dallasan ran third and mm. Think It Over ran fourth behind a Dave and Very Elegant. And, and these horses are of that level. Uh, you know, I'm Thunderstruck. So, yeah, look, I, I'm stronger. I'm considering Jouet stronger, I guess, than Dean is. But I haven't really locked in my top one yet. But that'll be coming very soon. Don't worry. It'll be on the site, uh, no doubt. Let's look at the Queen of the Turf. Uh, we'll pick up on a couple of these other races, uh, which will be race nine. So it'll be heavy going if it's Saturday. Colette, $4 right now. Ice bath at five fifty. They tell me it's Yonsei at seven fifty. Yonsei. Yonsei. Uh, Fangirl at 12. Lighthouse at 13 with promise of success. Uh, Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments. You can treat betting like a business. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. What's your thoughts on the Queen of the Turf, Dean? There's a lot of speed here. Uh, never been kissed, lelude. Anna Visto, Vangelic, uh, Shout the Bar, and even Barbrader likes to be pretty handy. So I think there's going to be plenty of tempo up front. Um, and you got sort of horses like Mirror Vision, Lighthouse, Nimely, uh, that um, will settle in the midfield. And then there's a fair fair field of back markers uh, as well with, with the rest of them. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a pretty pretty good field, this one. Um, there's, there's sort of a number of chances. Colette is certainly going to, uh, you know, enjoy the, the wet track here. Um, I think the heavier, the better for her. Uh, and so, that you know, the track conditions really play into her hands. Um, horses coming off a Doncaster run have a, a very good record in this race. Um, so the likes of Lighthouse and Ice Bath coming off, uh, you know, Ice Bath was a very good third and Lighthouse had a pretty tough run in the, in the Doncaster. They have to be chances. Um, you know, we've had the last... Uh, Nine years, three three winners have come out of the Doncaster. Two have come out of the an, uh, Emancipation, that promise of success one. Um, and the other big pointer has been uh, horses coming out of the Vinery, the three-year-old fillies that have a really good record um, with a couple of horses winning um, and also Funstar running second. And, and and that brings, I think, the likes of Fangirl and Never Been Kissed into it. Um, I do really like Fangirl. I think she was she was very good. You know, winning the Vinery, um, I think, you know, stepping back to a mile uh, on, a, on a wet track suits her. Um, and I, I do have her on top here. Um, and I think Colette Lighthouse, um, Yonsei, who's, who's done nothing wrong in its career at the moment, um, and never been kissed to, I think, back to a mile, mm. the flight stakes winner, um, you know, and, and trained by a gay who's won this three times uh, in the last eight years. I think they're all, um, you know, strong chances and what, uh, what's a pretty handy field. Never been kissed right now at 34 and $9 the place. And I, I think it's significant that they haven't gone on further, that they've stayed at the mile. What's your thoughts here, Ray? <coughs> yeah, well, I think the first thing we can know is the Hungry Heart won't be there. Um, if, no. if, if there's any, uh, yeah. if recent history is any guide. Um, look, there's a few horses. This race is going to be tricky for me to work out because there's a few horses here I've been on the back of. Uh, you know, in the lead up to this race, the likes of Promise of Success, um, obviously Fangirl, and Ice Bath is a bit of an old favourite as well. And Yonsei is the one I just don't know how I, I can't work out. Um, you, you can't knock a horse that's unbeaten. She's six from six, and 
you know, she really hasn't looked like she never looked like being beaten last start at that 2000 meters and that's got to stand her in good stead for a, a tough 1600 at Randwick whether she's going to handle the wet track we don't know speaking to John Allen earlier in the week he seems to think she'll be okay um everything that he's seen of her on sort of some kind of affected ground has been uh you know promising so look I, I just don't know and barrier one probably isn't the greatest for her i'll be looking around obviously colette looms large over this race she's got that group one wait for age form leading into it she had the miss in the chipping norton but i think there were excuses that day and she did pull up with an issue obviously bouncing back in the rider will ice bath ever win a stakes race is the question she's won four million dollars in prize money and has yet to win at stakes level which is remarkable um You'd have to think her day will come. I just don't think. I know. I I know everyone's got Ice Bark pegged as this superior wet tracker, but I really don't think that that sort of bottomless heavy track is what she likes. I think, I think the track in the Doncaster wasn't too bad because it was a, you know, it was an improving day. It was a sort of a, a solid wet track, not not a not a really deep heavy track. And we saw that in the in the Guy Walter when she wasn't really able to run on as well as we expected her to. That said, she's now had four runs back from a spell and is on the backup, so certainly got to have her in the mix. Um, look, this race this race can be a bit of a lottery at times. Uh, as Dean said, there's a, a bit of speed here, um, so that hopefully allows those horses that like to get back and settle the chance to run on. Uh, look, early, early thoughts, probably with the, the obvious Colette and Ice Bath, but Fangirl is one I want to have another closer look at. The Sydney Cup as we walk uh, work backwards here. Stockman's the favourite in race seven at four eighty at the moment. Crystal Pegasus six fifty, Chalkstream at nine, Knight's Order at ten with Luncey's and eleven dollars. No compromise. We saw Luncey's improve last week, Dean, Dean, with the blinkers going on, but Chalkstream, you know, can the Queen's colours win the Sydney Cup? Yeah, you know, an interesting field here again. Uh, you know, Luncey's was good last start. Um, Chalkstream was uh, a pretty strongly backed favourite for the chairmans. Um, and then he's scratched and, and, and gone into this uh, third up without that um, without that hard fit run. Uh, you know, whether that's going to be a challenge here is the question. You know, the, the wetter it gets, the more I like them to have had uh, have had that recent run. Um, and, and I certainly like... Uh, you know, I think that'll help the, the likes of Knight's Order, who who was a good second in the chairman's um, last start. Uh, you know, it's a it's a pretty good field. I think the chosen one has been been set for this. Um, was a good third in the Tancred um, last start. Uh, you know, he's got Caulfield Cup form and and was beaten uh, a nose in the Sydney Cup a couple of years ago. Um, I think he's a good chance. I think Crystal Pegasus is just absolutely flying, and and Jamie Carr. Has chosen to ride him over uh, over Decky and Sweet Junior, um, which I think is a, a strong pointer. Um, the other one I think at, at big odds that is, is probably the forgotten horse is Angel of Truth, who's been coming out of the, the Group One Wait for Age race. I, I really think with Angel of Truth, the, the wetter the better for him, um, and he's going a lot better than he was the last time he, he ran in the Sydney Cup. I think he can run the, the two miles. Um, and I think coming from, you know, 59 kgs in these in these Group One weight for ages in the Rand, but we ran third, the Chipping Norton we ran third, and the, and the Tankard we ran fifth, and now coming back into this with with 51 kgs on a on a really bog heavy track, 
um, and, and probably going to be straight out the front there with, with Knight's order. Um, you know, I see the two of them uh, getting a pretty comfortable lead in front of the rest of the field here. Um, and, and they might actually find it quite hard in the heavy bog to, to run down those two. Uh, right now, uh, Angel of Truth, around $29 and $8 the place there with Bet365. Uh, the Australian Oaks, uh, Ray Hickson, uh, let's focus in on race six. Hins, the favourite at the moment at four twenty. Gypsy Goddess, $4.60. Honey Creeper at four sixty. Pink Ivory, James McDonald. If you didn't hear him Tuesday, go and podcast the interview. He couldn't have been much stronger about her. She's $6 and they're the top four. Biscayne Bay is the next one. At $15, I guess you've got to... I mean, Honeycreep has just been so dominant, Ray. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I think, you know, we're talking about horses, that, you know, having had recent runs on heavy tracks uh, as lead-ups to these races. You've really got to look at the horses that ran in the Adrian Knox uh, as big chances in the Australian Oaks, because particularly because the, the Vinery, the traditional... Group one lead up was run at 1850 at Newcastle on a soft six, uh, as opposed to the, the 2000 metres at Ramwick on a heavy nine. Um, you know, horses like Hinged and G- Gypsy Goddess may have that, you know, class edge, but you're looking at Honey Creeper last week, that was just unbelievable how dominant she was. She carried the penalty in that race for uh, as well with the 57 and a half. So she meets all those horses a little bit better at the weights. Uh, and she's on the backup because she was, what, five to six weeks between runs from the Tasmanian Oaks prior to that. So she's got to be a, a massive, massive chance. I did hear James McDonald <coughs> speaking about Pink Ivory. Um, I also recall the comments from uh, Rory Hutchings out of that race in the, the binary, basically saying that if it was 2,000 metres or, or further, she'd have just about won the race. So that's that's encouraging for going up to the 2,400 metres. Um Look, Hinged and Gypsy, I've got to be negative on Gypsy Goddess on, on a really heavy track. If for some reason we don't race on Saturday and it's a day or two later or whatever and the track's a little bit better, maybe she gets reconsidered. But I, I just, while she was brilliant in that race, I just can't see her going 18.50 to 24, third up on a heavy 10 and having to give them a head start. So, um, look, I, I really think this Oaks is, is well and truly up for grabs. Andrew and Dean, but at this stage, probably have to be with Honey Creeper. Okay. Uh, what's your view on these different sort of races, Dean, from Newcastle and coming and that distance coming into Saturday? Yeah, I think the, the, the really interesting factor for me is, is in the last four uh, Oaks where it's been on really heavy tracks, um, you know, the winners have been Colette, Gust of Wind and Royal Descent, all of which came out of the Adrian Knox the week before. Um, and the only other one was Bonneval, who came from a New Zealand Oaks. Uh, so, uh, you know, tough New Zealand Oaks win. And then the second horse came out of the, the Adrian Knox. So for me, um, when it's on, you know, these really wet tracks, this tough 2,400 metres, they just, these fillers seem to have to be rock hard fit. Uh, for me, that, that brings Honey Creeper, you know, right into it. Um, as Ray said, she doesn't have the class of the others, but I just find the profiling on a, a tough 2,400 metres on a bog for these three-year-old fillies, um, you've just got to be rock-hard fit, and that's that's why, uh, you know, I think Honey Creeper is going to be hard to beat. Um, and, you know, the other one I'm really keen on is is Pink Ivory. Um, part of that's probably because we have a ticket on her in the futures at $51, but she's just, uh, you know, that always helps. But she's she's just so well-bred. She's by Redwood is... is 
he's had some really good stayers, Platinum and Beta and Rising Red and Tokarangi in New Zealand and Adelotteria, who was a multiple group one winning mare for Gay around second in a Cox Plate. The the times that she was running, you know, early on in her wins, uh, you know, at, at Gosford and Newcastle, she was just sort of running, you know, plus 11s, plus 14s, just really impressive times. And then, you know, she was very good in the in the binary and she gets a, a you know, a very big, uh, positive rider change with James McDonald on board. Um, I think just everything points to her with John Targent, who's a master with these three old fillies in the Oaks. Um, you know, for me, uh, you know, I've got it really uh, a two horse race in terms of two. I'm just really interested in being, uh, you know, hard on that's that's Honey Creeper and Pink Ivory. Uh, there's some of the features. Uh, we're in the lap of the weather gods. Let's hope uh, in some way it softens up this amount of rain uh, over the next uh, 48 hours and that this meeting can go ahead because there's just quality from the very first race through until the last race and we've just got to be hopeful. That's the main thing. Uh, Ray, I know you'll be uh, getting stuck into your wet track form a lot more and uh, people will be able to read those stories on your website at racingnsw.com.au. Thanks for joining us this morning. Absolutely, Andrew. No problem at all. Look, these races will get run, Andrew. It's just a matter of whether they're Saturday or a day or two later, perhaps. But yeah. look, um, as you say, we just have to wait and see. Good on you, Ray. Ray Hickson joining us there. And uh, Dean, uh, anything else on the card that you've looked at that you just want to throw out at this stage? Uh, yeah, look, it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic card and, and hopefully we get to run on Saturday. Uh, you know, in the last, um, I'll be interested just to see how Bella Nipatina parades. I think she's, she's sort of pulled up lame first up, um, in the Oakley plate and she was sort of, uh, you know, not on her game again in the galaxy, um, where she was being three lengths and sort of got held up a fair way, mm. um, she just hasn't seemed herself in her first two runs. Um, she's been very sort of flighty, not happy in the yard, um, acting up and in, in the gates and doing a few things. I, I, I do rate her very highly, and I'm just interested to see if, you know if she parades really well. Um, you know that'll be important. I think it's important for a lot of these races. I, I do remember the last couple of years when I've looked at the yard, particularly a race like the uh, the Queen of the Turf, where you know these fillies and mares have had quite a few runs and sort of near the end of the campaign. Um, you know, the last couple of years I've been able to rule out quite a few just from the yard uh, where they just start to act up and you can see there at the end of their preparation. So I do think that's an important thing when you get to these these late races. Uh, you know, the other big race is the Arrow Field. Um, and I think, you know, the Snowdens have set Marzu um, and I think he's just had the perfect prep, you know, to be rock hard fit and, and set and ready for this. And I think it'll be hard to beat. Uh, the one I do like at odds is Ranch Hand. I, I, I do think Ranch Hand is a, a wet tracker and also you know a fresh horse sprinter they, they sort of tried him over the 1400 a mile but you know, he's sort of 15 16 dollars and i think he could be the smoky to, to knock over marzu in the uh the arrow field all the uh, details are there for you winning edgeinvestments.com tips and ratings from professional putters like dean you can hear it all the work is being done throughout the autumn carnival make sure you gamble responsibly 1-800-858-858 Dean, we'll cross the fingers and we'll see what happens. Thanks for coming on this morning. Thanks very much, Andrew. And yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we, we're racing on Saturday somehow. Yeah, cross the fingers. Dean Evans there from Winning Edge Investments. Treat betting like a business.